actress Katherine Heigl, a passionate animal advocate who has saved over 16,000 dogs, says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She believes there's a link between canine health and diet. After extensive research, she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to BadlandsRanch.com slash MC901 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BadlandsRanch.com slash MC901 today. I always used to tell my trainees that the phones are difficult, insanely difficult at times. But if you need help or need to clarify something, you can always tell the caller to hold on. It's not always advisable to do so, but with the callers, you're always one-on-one. The same can't be said for being on the radio with the officers, multiple officers. Some radios may have very few. Smaller agencies might only have three or four officers working on the radio at a time. Larger cities like mine have busier radios. Back when I started, we had fewer radios that were worked and more officers on each single radio. The busiest radio back then had been known to have well over 100 officers working at a time on the one radio. And this was actually back when we had a radio system that people could just talk over each other as well as back when none of the police officers had a computer in their car to run any type of license plates or DLs. So it can get very hectic on the radio. I remember if it got crazy sometimes, one of my fellow dispatchers would loudly proclaim, it's a cluster. One of the most hectic situations you can have on the radio is a vehicle pursuit. The vast majority of times they come out of nowhere and you end up having a ton of radio traffic all at once. In this episode, we'll be hitting up some good old police pursuits. I'm Brandon Hall, and this is Music City 911. 8910 radio. 8910. 8910 radio, I just had a vehicle take a shot at me. I'm behind it. It is uh, southbound on East 95th from Garfield. The vehicle that was used in a flowing assault against a police officer. He's going back east on Yale towards 105. It's a uh, Honda Clarity. It's got a stolen license plate. Parting 32 copies from route. 105, he's going to go south. South on 105. He's going uh, eastbound on Earl. Eastbound on Earl towards Parkwood Radio. Happy Eastbound on Pearl. Eastbound on Earl. Close to it. Fired one shot. Continuing, uh, uh, we Parkwoods. We're coming up to, I think it's Lakeview. Going to be east on Durant 
East on Durant Radio. East on Durant. And Sam 33 Radio. Uh, give me uh, three cars to go up there and assist that officer. Are you in a marked vehicle? 2300 route. Southbound East 123rd from Arlington. I don't know how many occupants are in the vehicle. Three occupants. Two ones in route. 234. Two in route. Clear the air. I'm a one man. I'm behind this vehicle. Please don't talk. Southbound on one. Excuse me. One two three. Continuing southbound. Crossing over uh, Phillips. Coming up to. Uh, Superior, crossing over Superior Radio, southbound. Continuing southbound and passing Gula. Continuing southbound, passing Ashbury. Coming up to Euclid. East on Euclid. East on Euclid. Speed right now is 50 miles an hour. East on Euclid. 332. We're on Euclid heading your way. Per 5 Sam 33, terminate that chase. Per 5 Sam. I don't know what the street is. The first, it's by the street, the Shell gas station. I'm not familiar with the area. Per 5 Sam 33, if you're out of the city, terminate the chase. I'm in the city. He went back into Cleveland. 5733, I cannot get you through on the radio. You're going to have to terminate that pursuit. You're not allowing me to get info. All cars do not engage. Terminate that pursuit. It's 5733. P910, Sergeant Selbach. This male shot at me. You, are you telling me to disengage? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, you're out of, out of control. You're not allowing me to monitor the radio. Okay, that's part of the uh, policy. And who is this in pursuit? Sergeant Selbach, who is this that terminated pursuit? It's Sergeant Hartman, 5 Sam 33, and when you're done, I need you to return back here to the district, please. Fifth district. Not a problem. Vehicle last seen northbound on Superior. Or actually west on Superior. All right, radio, can we get a description of that vehicle just in case it shoots at another officer or rams another police car? I was given a Honda Clarity with a stolen plate. 8910, did you ever get a plate on that vehicle? The stolen plate that's on it is the same one that they gave. I was, I'm a one man. I was by myself. There's three people in that car. Thank you, everybody that assisted. 414028. Copy, Frank, 414028. Get shot tonight, that's all. Yes, ma'am. Can we get that plate number for that Honda one more time? Frank, 414028. Frank, 414028. And 8910, did you have a color on that Honda Clarity? It's burgundy. 8865, what type of Honda was that? Clarity. It looks like a Honda Civic. It's brand new. An electric vehicle. 8912, 8910. Uh, where was that shot fire? Was it East 105 in Kempton? Or East 100 in Kempton? We can go look for a case. Sam 33 to 8910. Where's the location where you were allegedly fired at? 
We can send cars over there and try and locate a crime scene. It was 105 and 10th, and I was behind him, and I saw the shot as well. All right, who all was involved in the pursuit with 8910? It's nice to confirm it over here. It's a red Honda Clarity. Copy. Informational broadcast to all second district officers. Again, this is connection with a felonious assault shooting at a PO police officer. Area of East 95th and Garfield, East 95 and Garfield Avenue. At approximately 22:27 hours, the following vehicle fired a shot at 80, car 8910 in the area of East 95th and Garfield. It was a red Honda Clarity with stolen license plate of Frank 414028. Again, this is going to be a red Honda Clarity with a stolen license plate of Frank 414028. The vehicle was occupied times three, last seen going westbound on Superior from Euclid. Um, on Friday night, a vehicle rammed a police cruiser. Um, this believes to be connected to a Friday night's incident. Uh, this vehicle is missing a front bumper, extremely dark tinted windows, rear spoiler that lights up when it breaks. A vehicle was taken from a car lot in Cleveland Heights. Again, this is on all channels broadcast connected with a felonious assault shooting at a police officer at approximately 22:27 hours tonight. Uh, the following vehicle fired a shot at zone car 8910 at the area of East 95th and Garfield going to be a red Honda Clarity with stolen license plate of Frank 414028. Again, Frank 414028. The vehicle is occupied times three. Last single westbound on Superior from Euclid. Uh, the vehicle is missing a front bumper, extremely dark tinted windows on this vehicle, uh, and also the rear spoiler lights up when it breaks. vehicle was taken from a car lot in Cleveland Heights. Just be advised on Friday night, a vehicle rammed a police cruiser is believed to be connected with that Friday night's incident. Broadcasting this room. Well, you said the uh, model is a clarity? That's what it has in the broadcast assignment, correct? Yeah, we just Googled it. It looks like a sedan four-door. Okay, I wasn't sure. I never heard of that. Yeah, what is it? Midsize? Luxury? Sport? It's a hybrid car. Who knew it was a hybrid? Hey, Damien, it kind of looks like a big Civic. All right, that's better. As you could hear, that one just jumped off. That's kind of the way it happens on most of these pursuits. And I kind of got to tell y'all, and it's probably going to come as no surprise, I don't like whatever policy they have in place there. I don't like these policies where they just so easily stop a pursuit. I understand the safety aspect of it, but this one did not seem like there was a safety issue at all. It seemed like there was more of, I'm not even sure with what I can call it, really. It just really seemed like a power play from one sergeant to another. And for whatever reason, they went ahead and canceled this. This was a pursuit that had a suspect that shot at an officer. And the previous Friday, rammed a police officer's car with a stolen car. Now, ultimately, I do think that the uh, the main police officer that was uh, the one that was shot at, I think that he probably had a little bit too much radio time on that. I mean, he 
it seemed like he was just keying up his radio, holding the button down, and not letting go of it. And most radio systems now, it makes it to where you can't get through. I don't think anything he was saying necessarily was wrong, but he should have let up off the microphone between some of the transmissions. And he did on some of them, just not all of them. And the times that he did let up from it, other officers were checking in route, which they should have. That's the way it usually goes. Almost anywhere you're going to have a police pursuit. I did read that there was some backlash from police officers on this. Apparently a lot of them took it to heart, as they should have. Something like this, it's a police officer, a fellow police officer getting shot at, and they're calling off the pursuit. They don't want you to find the person who tried to do this. They may quote some sort of a public safety issue. I'm not sure. On this one, it was very simple. He just said the one sergeant said he couldn't get through on the radio and couldn't monitor this. I'm not sure how he couldn't monitor it. He was listening to the whole thing. And besides that, if you really think about it, as a matter of public safety, these are people who are shooting at police officers. Getting them off the street is a matter of public safety. It's that simple. So I'm not sure what actually happened past that, if there was any type of uh, rule changes or anything. I'm obviously not from Cleveland, so I don't know. But I did hear that the the car was found later on abandoned. No suspects inside. And as far as I know, no suspects were arrested from it either, which is very unfortunate. Now, if anybody from Cleveland has any further info on that, they have uh, something a little bit more as to if there was an arrest, if there's any policy changes, anything like that, feel free to email me or jump on one of the Facebook pages, something like that, because I'd, I'd love to know and put out an update on this as well. Communications, Brown. Hey, Brown, this is Hates. Hates over at Lincoln. Yeah. We've got a pursuit going on on 460 West. Okay. And they have just passed. What are they passing now? They're passing Leesville Road now. Okay. And it's going to be a 2005 Ford Escort, light green in color. And it's going to be a male driver. Where are they at now? They're doing 110. On 460. Where are they at, Whitney? Past Timberlake Road. All right. We've got uh, one of our guys who's got stop six. He's talking with your guy now. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. So this is also something that can happen. Another agency calls you up and says, we got a pursuit and it's coming into your area. It's not as common as a pursuit that starts in your area but it does happen and i'd say probably in my area it happens i don't know maybe a couple times a week it's probably less so in smaller agencies but it does happen from time to time so we got that going and then enjoying the radio traffic let's run 422 to baffin county let's run 422 go ahead Got a pursuit coming your way. We've got three officers involved. Copy that. 460? 10-4, 460, probably passing Timberlake Road. Now will be in Bedford pretty soon. He's running about 100. Copy that. 460, passing Timberlake. Three LPD units. Approximate speed is 100. 7-1-47, must probably be in the stage. 
I've got stop sticks. I'm passing uh, St. John's Stretch, where that little church is on 460, coming up on sheets. I copy. They just passed Timberlake Road. Still pushing down 460 towards you guys. Be advised, it was a domestic call for service. Mel flew at the scene. We're trying to figure out where the child is. Apparently, there was an infant involved. Unknown if he's in the vehicle. All right. Uh, probably going to forego using the stomp sticks, but I'll meet you all up here outside of sheets. Can you give us a vehicle description, please? And yeah, that's can we get a pass? 10 Bedford, put this in pen, and I'll add notes later. 21, I got spikes. Where? How far out were they? Timberlake, westbound. I've got spike strips as well, but they were supposedly a child in the car. Lynchburg Unit 422, can I get a vehicle description? Yes, yeah, stand by. I'm trying to monitor both right now. Bedford, I've got them in... Uh, yeah, I've got them. I've got him at 100. 71, 21 has him at 100 miles an hour. Okay. Bever, he's coming up on 46811. 46811. Bedford, PD5. Bedford, um, have me one. 10 4. All right, sure, go ahead. 46, it's that car right there. Bedford, can we have the channel? Are you copying any of the county traffic reference pursuit? 10 4, close channel 1, close channel 1, all units not involved in the pursuit. Go to channel 2, 137. Yeah, 10 4. Advise LPD if they want to see you stop six or not. You're advising stop sticks. 46, you're probably going to have to take it. Bedford, we're passing 811, still westbound. Uh, speed's at 115. Confirm with LPD if they want them or not. I believe a couple of our units have them also. The child is not in the vehicle. The child is not in the vehicle. Alright, 10 4. 46, come on up here. I'm trying. Lynchburg, what charges y'all got on them? For now, we're looking like just uh, domestic charges. Good people. Copy. We're sitting up here at State Farm. I've got the stink. Bedford, it looks like a dark, maybe older model Civic. Alright, hold off on it. 25 is with me. Copy, dark, older model, possible Civic. 21, he just blacked out. That's not him that we see. LPD units, he's blacked out. He's in the number two lane. 46, go ahead and take it. I can't go any faster. 46, I'll call it for you, Bedford. We're passing Orchard. Still westbound. You mean Blackwater? 10-4, I'm sorry. Yeah, Blackwater. He is blacked out. We're westbound, passing Good Road. Very light traffic. Copy. Copy. Copy on it. 10-4-71-11. We have town positioned with sticks if needed. We need to know where to put them. 46 Bedford, can you pass them through to us, please? We're going to try to attempt to pass them. We'll have them come over to the Sheriff's Office. Bedford LPD units, can you switch over to Sheriff's Office 1? Bedford, he's got his lights back on. We are passing Dixie. Speed 110, no traffic. Copy, copy, passing Dixie 110, no traffic. Bedford PD5. 46, go ahead. Bedford, we're passing Bells Mill, 110, very light traffic. Copy. Bedford to any unit on PD Main, PD 25. Can one of you set up the sticks at Little Otter Bridge? Bedford, I don't think we're going to make it there. All them work.
Yeah, if y'all can uh, hang out just around Dillon's Way or Walmart, I'm sorry, Lowe's. If you could all station at the Lowe's area. 7111, we're set up at State Farm just before Arby's. Bedford, we're just before Arby's. Bedford, we're still westbound 105, coming up on Timber Ridge. He's in the number two lane. 46 is in the number one lane. And I don't have any OPD units behind it anymore. Careful. We're back here. We're trying to catch up. Yes. Stay there at State Farm. 7121 Jukasi, they'll be at State Farm, just uh, east of Arby's. 10-4 down to 85, going up through 92. 11, you want South Street? Yes. Set them up. Okay, Bedford, it's a silver. I can't tell if it's an older Malibu. It's got a paper tag on it. You can't read the tag. It may be an old four. Copy. Paper tag was given to Lincoln. This is LPD 20. Copy. Bedford, we're 85, passing the Little Otter, still westbound. Copy that. Okay, Bedford, I got a trooper just pulled out in front of me. He tried to get him, boxed him off the road. We're back on the road, passing Flagstone Loop. Bedford State Police is uh, directly behind the vehicle. Both uh, BCSO units are behind state police. And for all units, be advised you're about a mile out where the stop sticks are. Thank you. So while you're in the middle of all this going on, there can be other stuff you're having to do as well, notifying other jurisdictions, being in contact with the other uh, jurisdictions that are actually still involved with it. There's a lot of different phone calls you might have to make or your coworkers have to make, so there's a lot of behind-the-scenes going on. Hey, Jones, it's Vicki. Um, your trooper is involved in a pursuit in our county. Um, let him know that he's coming up on the um, the strip, like, very shortly. I don't know if he heard us. Um, yes, sir. Appreciate you. We've let him know. We'll remind him. Thanks, honey. Okay, cool. Thank you. Bye. And truth be told, in something like this, with that length of time, with the speeds they were going, if they were only a mile away at that point, if they're doing 100 miles an hour, you're talking about going almost two miles every minute. Not quite, but almost. So let's just kind of use that as a base point. That one mile they were talking about is going to be cleared in a little bit over 30 seconds. So by the time they were actually done with this phone call there, likely they would have already probably passed that, but they could have been a little bit further out. Bedford speeds 90, still westbound. Bedford light traffic, still westbound. All units were coming up on the spike sticks very close. Bedford, we're still westbound, 95 miles an hour, no traffic, and we're coming up on lows. What lane are the strips in? P12, what lane are the strips in? They are in the left side lane right now, left side. Left hand lane. He's in the left lane. The state police and two BCSO units behind him. He's now in the right lane. Copy suspect now in the right lane. DD-12, keep him in left. He's going to try and pass this car. Bedford still westbound. DD-12, did he get the sticks? Negative. Negative, I think my rope broke. Bedford westbound, coming up on the 43 bridge. 7149, what's your location? Be advised, I still have spikes in the roadway. Spikes are still on the roadway, all units. Left lane or right lane? Left lane. Right now he's in the right lane westbound, coming up on the 122 exit. We're at 
108. Say police here, just hit the spike strips. 10-4, say police hit the spike strips. Hey, I'm going to be um, just before the Burke Hill exit. Copy, 7111 before Burke Hill. You have strips? All right, he's in the right lane. Correction. Um, Blue Ridge Avenue, Blue Ridge Avenue. He's still in the right lane. We're passing 122 South, passing elementary school. Speed 108, coming up on Burke Hill. Our correction, Blue Ridge. Got an ambulance in front of us. Bedford, he just hit the ambulance. Suspect. I got him in a trooper. Copy. Suspect hit strips and an ambulance. Bedford, he's up against the guardrail. He's still going. He's slowing down. Bedford, we're stopping right here at the... Uh, Are you at Blue Ridge? All units be advised. Suspect is stopped in the Blue Ridge Avenue area. 7147, we're going to be in front of the state police barracks. In front of the state police barracks. Subject's in custody. So there you have it. The end of the pursuit. Suspect in custody. Turns out that one, you know, that, that person was flying at high rates of speeds. There's all kinds of stuff that happened with it. It was just uh, start to finish kind of a rapid fire deal. You could tell by the way they were talking. And this all happened January 1st of this year, so here pretty recently. The suspect on this, according to the sheriff's office, was Darius Antonio Johnson, and uh, this is out of Lynchburg, Virginia. He was arrested and charged with felony eluding, felony assault and battery of EMS, and driving without a license. There may be some additional charges uh, in other jurisdictions against him, and apparently the uh, Bedford County charges mentioned he also faces charges for abduction and kidnapping, simple assault against a family member, unauthorized use of an animal, auto, or boat worth at least $200, and other narcotics and reckless driving charges. So we would like to see this dude go away for a while because he's done all this stuff, but with the jail systems and everything they are, they are right now, I'm not exactly sure, in Virginia especially, how long he would actually stay in jail may not be that long, unfortunately. I want to leave you guys with a couple stories, a couple from me and also a couple from Facebook and a couple of the 911 groups there. And I asked some of them for some stories that they've had from pursuits they've, they've helped out with in the past. So thank you guys for replying to that post. And I'm glad to see so many of you have had uh, vehicle pursuits like that. All the stories were great, but there were way too many for me to actually be able to put all of them on here. So I'm just going to read a couple of them out and then go over a couple of my own. This first one is from a dispatcher by the name of Allison. She said the funniest pursuit ever lasted maybe 15 minutes or so with a crazy guy in an RV going five miles an hour on the shoulder while I was on the phone with him. I kept telling him to pull over, but he didn't believe that we were actually law enforcement. And for our agency, you have to say your speed and location every 30 seconds or so. So the officer would key up and say, speed still five miles an hour. And we're at mile marker 196.5. Still five miles an hour. Now mile marker 196.7. So as you can see, not all pursuits are real high speed or crazy like that. Some of them are just as Allison said, on the shoulder of the interstate shoulder of the road, five miles an hour with a crazy guy in an RV. 
just happens like that sometimes. The next story comes from a guy named Patrick. He said a little backstory. The night before, this guy went nuts and stole a front loader from a construction site and flipped his ex-girlfriend's car, then left and took off in it. Then the next day, we joke a bit, a bit about how funny it would be to get in a pursuit with a front loader, and then we hear from a deputy at the sheriff's office, I'm currently behind a stolen front loader that is not yielding. I am in pursuit. Now, with the entire on-duty sheriff's department, while doing 20 to 25 miles an hour down the country roads we got out here. During so, jokingly, they say, should we try to spike strip it or try to pit maneuver it? All those were denied, of course. This thing ended when the guy driving the front loader ran into a river and then jumped out and tried swimming back and forth to try to evade the deputies. Unfortunately for him, he spent too much time eluding to where we had time to call in the canine and they tracked him down and got him that way. And a couple from mine, these were way, way back. I've probably, in the time that I've been there, you know, 20 plus years, I don't even know how many pursuits I've helped work. Dozens, maybe hundreds. I'm, I'm not really even sure. Between foot pursuits and vehicle pursuits, there's there's really no telling. But this one kind of stood out to me. This pursuit started downtown, almost downtown. It was about as close to being downtown without actually being in downtown. Kind of on the outskirts, East Nashville, that type thing. Just right over the interstate that kind of encompasses Nashville. Or what we call the downtown loop. It was just outside of that. One of my officers had pulled over someone for, I believe it was just a traffic infraction at the time. They walk up, start talking to the guy. And it turns out there's some other things that's happening with him as well that apparently he didn't want the officers to know about. So as the officer turned around to go back and run his driver's license, he takes off. And this is downtown Nashville. If you don't know the geography of uh, Middle Tennessee, Nashville is, depending on which way you go, roughly about an hour outside of Kentucky. So this pursuit starts going. And it keeps going. Goes up 65. Then it takes a left onto 24, starts heading out of the county. Heads up through Jolton area, which is the outskirts of Nashville, but still inside of metro Nashville area. Then it jumps into Cheatham County right there for a little bit, and then it turns into the next county up, it, next county up past that. And then finally you get up to the Clarksville, Montgomery County area. By this point, our radio system back then, it wasn't quite enough. It was designed for in-county use only, so anything outside the county was really, really spotty. Plus the fact that we only had a couple officers pursuing this guy, so we didn't know what was going on with him. Just as those other calls we did tonight, we notified the, the next counties and ended up getting Tennessee Highway Patrol in with us on it. Once we get probably five, maybe ten miles outside of our county, radios almost completely stopped working. Luckily, THP had some of our radios, well, their lieutenant did anyway, inside his own vehicle. He was able to relay from himself through their dispatch what our officers were saying. Now, this pursuit had been going on for a little while at varying speeds. Sometimes they were faster, sometimes slower. There was lots going on with this pursuit. 
I'm on the phone with CHP dispatch and every once in a while I'd get, you know, when a officer kind of peaked a hill, I was able to hear their transmission and up there it gets kind of hilly. So if they went down in the valley, I'd lose them. If they go up on top of a hill, I'd gain them back again. So every once in a while I'd hear a little, little something from the officers I've got out there. I hear the THP dispatcher get from his Lieutenant saying they're at mile marker five. Now mile marker four, then at mile marker three, my officers ask, I actually hear this part. Luckily mile marker three, they ask, go ahead and notify Kentucky state police. Cause we're probably going to go over the state line. The THP Lieutenant says, disregard that we're not going to let him go across the state line. THP units go up there, get right beside him, and shoot out all of his tires. Right at about mile marker one. So he was about a mile away from the Kentucky state line, and they got him stopped and got him in custody right then. THP wasn't playing around on that one. And my last story, and one of my favorites, I believe, this wasn't exactly a police pursuit so much as a story of them going emergency traffic to this call. We got a call one time up in some apartment complex that's over in West Nashville. It was a guy that was beating his girlfriend up and then pulled a knife on her, tried to stab her. He was chasing around the apartment and wouldn't stop. One of the call takers actually had her on the phone and was updating the information where they were. They were inside the apartment. They were outside the apartment. Well, I had officers going out there, as I said, code three, which means lights and sirens as fast as they can. They're going from a couple different directions. One of the officers, he's going a little bit too fast. And for all you West Precinct officers from way, way back know this area. I know all y'all from out of town and out of the country won't know this. If y'all want to look it up on a map here in Nashville, going from Annex Avenue on to Cabot Drive, coming from Charlotte Avenue, there's a little kind of a 90-degree turn it's intersection right there he hit that a little bit too fast and right there as you turn on the cabot there's kind of a bottom area right there off the roadway that leads down to the cumberland river it's wooded it's a drop off about 10 or 12 feet he actually rolled his patrol car off of that embankment completely rolled it over he gets on the radio and advises me what happens he said that he rolled his car over going around that curve right there He wasn't hurt, but he said they will need a boom truck, which is a type of wrecker, to actually fish his car up from down that embankment. Now, while they're still on the way to the original call, other officers are calling on the radio, checking on him, making sure he's fine, asking if he wants to have somebody come out there and check him out. He's like, no, I'm fine. Y'all just keep on. So the first officer checks on the scene, I'd say maybe two or three minutes later after the accident happened and then about another two minutes after that the officer who went over the embankment also checked on the scene now this may be kind of hard for you to kind of visualize this officer climbed up out of this embankment out of his vehicle that he had just rolled over at emergency speeds and ran the rest of the way to the call which was about a half a mile away. This guy rolled his car over, 
down an embankment, climbed up the embankment, and then responded the rest of the way to the call on foot. That's pretty badass. Unfortunately, this was right when I started working up there, and I do not recall the name of the officer that did this. If anybody knows, please send me an email or send me a message on Facebook or wherever. Let me know who that is. And if you're out there listening, yeah, you're a badass dude. And on top of that, they got the suspect in custody. So overall, a pretty damn good story. So I guess that'll wrap it up for the evening. I know this is a little bit shorter episode, but there's plenty more police pursuits to come. Believe me, it'll be down the line, but there's always police pursuits we can go over. Tons and tons of them. But in the meantime, between now and then, when we get on some more of these police pursuits and other calls, go ahead and join us over on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash Music City Pod, or look up Music City Podcast Discussion Group, both of them on Facebook. Also, Instagram and Twitter, at Music City 911. Consider donating to the show over at patreon.com slash musiccity911 and leave a nice review Apple, Stitcher whatever platform you're listening to if you can leave a review go ahead and do so I always like reading them and most importantly be sure to subscribe to the show and share with your friends and family anybody else that might want to listen to something like this I always love seeing that we got new listeners coming in and lastly before I go I'd like to issue a challenge of sorts being this is a usa based show the vast majority of the listeners are here from the u.s but i do have listeners from all over the world multiple countries well over 50 countries right now the number two country is canada directly north of us followed pretty closely by australia new zealand and uk no particular order on those my challenge is because those other countries are so close to each other, and they are very close, who is it that can become the number two most listened to country? Y'all are going to have to show me. So y'all have your challenge. Better hop to it. <laughs> For Music City 911, I'm Brandon Hall. Y'all have a good one.